I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still as Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're continuing our journey into season five, a.k.a. Gwen is a bad guy now. Uh, we are we are back, everybody. So thank you for continuing along this journey with us. We, don't, we only have a few episodes left, Chris. We don't have a lot. We're pretty close to the end. I want to. I just want to mention this because we we've been asked. We're not necessarily going to start something brand new immediately after we finish Merlin. So we're going to do a feedback episode. Uh, if you want to send in your feedback, please do that via Twitter or the Patreon or DM me on Discord or whatever you want to do. Monster of the Week Podcast at Gmail dot com would would work as well. I think still his kingdom keeps at gmail.com also is a thing that exists uh send us all of all of your uh feedback and we'll, we'll talk about that and then uh we're gonna jump back over to monster of the week and finish the winchesters uh which chris it was announced today is not being renewed by the cw no way really yeah yeah fucking uh i caught it on twitter the cowboy cop show got season four uh wow. got four seasons in a fucking prequel but they're not going to give my, my lovable kids a, a second season of the winchesters wow. i'm very bummed about I'm it i'm surprised me too i thought it was i thought it did really well uh but i also i think um jensen and daniel um their production company got signed by amazon to do a bunch of stuff so i'm wondering ah. if this was just like Oh, we want to go do different stuff, and we're not gonna. But who knows? Like pr- that, the show business is so fucking weird right now. So sure is. Anyway, um, yeah. So we're gonna do that, and then um, after we finish the Winchesters over on the Monster Week feed, we will announce our new thing. Mm-hmm. So please look forward to that. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Uh, what's going on in Merlin, my man? Man, I let me just say, I got some questions for Gwen here. Uh, okay. okay, last time on Merlin, Gwen was kidnapped by Morgana. Arthur desperately raced to rescue her from the Dark Tower, but all the while Morgana worked her manipulation on the captured queen, twisting Gwen's mind with haunting visions of her friends, before at last bending Camelot's queen to her will. In the end, Arthur and the others were able to rescue Gwen, but not without loss. Elian fell in the final battle against a mythical or magical sword uh, and even as they say goodbye to their friend Morgana's schemes continue Ooh. we're covering Merlin season 5 episode 7 a lesson in vengeance darkness steals into the very heart of Camelot as Morgana and her puppet queen hatch a sinister plan to murder the king when stable hand Tyr Seward becomes caught in the crossfire he threatens to ruin everything as the plot thickens and reaches its deadly climax can a suspicious Merlin unravel the truth before it is too late this aired on November 17th, 2012, directed by Alice Troughton and written by Jake Mishi. Notably here, our boy uh, Tyr Seward is none other than John Bradley, a.k.a. Jeez. Sam from Game Samuel of Thrones. Samuel Tarly. Uh, it's very, everybody has to have their Sammy, Chris. I love that every Game of Thrones actor was on this except for Kit Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only because she was, like, too young. <laughs> like, Kit, he? I don't Jon know. Snow? Oh, no, I thought you meant, I thought you said uh, Daenerys Targaryen, I'm sorry. Oh. No. Um, Although I think both yeah, of them would probably be relatively Every time young. we see a Game of Thrones person out here, I get so excited. Me too. It's very much fun. Uh, I, I like this episode a lot. Um, I I think it's, like, well-constructed, and it's, and it's fun, and it's funny in places, um, I, I've got like one more episode of this Gwen is a bad guy thing, uh, in me. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I think it's, it's already wearing out as welcome for me. I, these, yeah. I'll these, say, these I guess I wrote it somewhere in my notes, but I'll just to put it up top. It almost, it feels like she's possessed, not like it from my impression of it. It wasn't that Morgana controlled her mind. It was that she sort of like broke her down and is now like, how do I, how do I put it? It's like, she was manipulating her, but Gwen's like personality wouldn't 
change. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was changed to the point where, oh, no, okay, I'm, I am queen and I'm married to this man, but they're all my enemies now and I need to be careful and I need to help Morgana because she's the only person I can trust. But it's, it's like the glee that Gwen seems to take, which is like, you know, Angel Colby's killing it in this, but um, the glee she takes with some of this stuff, I'm like, that just feels so out of character. Even <laughs> mind-controlled Gwen, I don't think she would be like, taking the, the the joy in this poisoning and framing people that she seems to be. Yeah, it is, um, it is like you said, an opportunity for Angel Colby to, to kind of stunt a little bit, and she hasn't been given those opportunities, I think, in the last season, or in season five as much he's been relatively yeah especially since she became queen it's just like you're um not there you're in arthur's chambers but not there when he's tucked into bed so that's not exactly right uh we start out the series or excuse me start out the episode with arthur and gwen on a walk uh they're obviously gonna date night merlin's there too we're gonna do a little picnic and arthur's like isn't this great it's just the two of us and of course merlin is behind him and uh arthur says he doesn't really count um arthur is doing that typical uh husband thing where he's very proud of himself for remembering their anniversary despite the fact that she reminded him to do it about it last month and merlin Merlin reminded him merlin reminded him of it this morning so uh they walk forward and we see like this weird um like smoke bomb looking thing on the road and as they get closer it explodes which scares arthur's horse and he's thrown uh, and as he lands, bandits come out of the woods, and Arthur has oh. to very quickly get up and start fighting. Uh, Gwen's off to the side, and uh, Merlin even does a little magic to rip a, a sword out of someone's hands. Which, yeah. Once again, chill, bro. You're scaring the horses. <laughs> it happens a lot that they scare a lot of horses on this. Um, and yeah, they, they, they win, uh, and we get our intro, and... We go right to the lab. Gwen looks so suspicious. She's glaring at everybody. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cuts to Gwen in this that are just like Angel Kobe glowering, right? Yeah. Like, or glowering. They, they needed like. us to know. Yeah. But just FYI, you watched the last episode last week. We need you to know she's so she, she, bad. She's evil. Um, Arthur gets checked out by Gaius. He's totally okay. Marlon's like, this is no coincidence. Somebody knew that we were going that way. Uh, and sure enough, Leon comes in and is like, uh-oh. We checked your saddle out, and like it's obviously been tampered with. Um, so they're like, "Well, let's did you do you think you could tell if a saddle was tampered with?" Me, how about this? Abs- I don't know. I don't know if you wear a belt every day. I wear a belt every day. Mm-hmm. Well, not like when I'm home chilling, but yeah, you know, when I go out, I wear a belt with my jeans. Only, um, only when I masturbate. I'm not even. Oh, sure, sh- uh, sure. Um, <laughs> I don't think I would. Uh, hmm, I don't. Hmm. Well, okay. You know. You know what? That's fine. Would you be able to tell if somebody had tampered with your belt? Oh, yeah. I'm going okay. to say I don't think I would. Um. <laughs> It depends if it would if it broke, right? Like if I yeah. if, if I if the belt breaks and I look at it and I'm like, oh well, clearly like my girth didn't cause this. This was <laughs> this was tampered with uh-huh. ahead of time. I would be able uh-huh. to tell that. I think like there's right. this is obvious. Like you, uh, you know, a man knows his own. <laughs> a man knows the, the consequences of his own girth. I think. Um, the I'd... consequences of his own <laughs> girth. <laughs> it's something I've been dealing with my whole life. You same. Know? Yeah. Same. Uh, we all. You know. We all gotta face that reckoning anyway but i think from somebody tampered with tampered with his girth i mean with his saddle i mean go ahead i'm good (laughs) okay so somebody tampered with arthur's saddle um so Gwen and a couple of the knights go to check with the stable hand we find out is this this kid named uh tear seward 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 um Mm -hmm. it's samuel tarley um, and he's just, I mean, if you see Samuel Tarley, he's just, he's just a pleasant looking fellow. 
And as we're going to find out in the next couple scenes, he has, we've never seen him before, but he's apparently worked for Arthur since he was a little kid. He's been his stable hand forever. He trusts and he loves the king and the king seems oh, yeah. to, to trust and like him. And um, immediately they're just like, no, sorry, you're being arrested. And then they're like raid his mom's house mm-hmm. um, looking for, I don't know, anything that can link him to the crime. And they find like a red thread that seems to have been used on the saddle at some point i don't know they're just do they're they're being real jackbooted about all this they and they're acting like the knights of uther's time and i don't like it very much I'm very surprised um, that uh tears mom makes it out of this alive to be honest with you i think if this seriously, is uther's time, they love killing the parents of people who are guilty of crimes or i'm sorry people who are suspected of crimes yeah um there's a lot of like well the evidence is irrefutable in this i'm like it's not evidence like, what do you, you guys mean? just think it's fucking it. thread <laughs> it's, there's no real evidence at all anybody could have that um yeah, and I would not believe it. This guy's pleading and saying, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's brought before Arthur and the council. He's like, I have no idea what what is going on. I have no idea what, what's happened. Um, and they charge him with treason. And even though he denies it, he says, I've never hurt my king. Arthur sentences him to die. Yep. What the fuck? That's- not like, take him to the prison. We're going to look into this. Just like, nope, fuck you. You're dying. And it's, in the next scene, Merlin's like, man, that was messed up. <laughs> that was super messed up. He's, he, and uh, Arthur's like, get this. I've actually known him since I was a child. And Merlin's like, that's even more messed up. What do you mean? <laughs> um, and Merlin takes his concerns over to Gaius. And Gaius is like, oh, this must be some sort of festering resentment. And Merlin's like, have you met this dude? <laughs> he loves yeah. Arthur. Like, this dude is yep. hardcore fan. Like, he is a stan. And Gaius is like, I don't understand. His name is Stan. He's like, listen, your kids are going to love that joke in the future, okay? Like, let's okay, not let's talk about it Gaius. now. <laughs> uh, do you know the do you know the, the singer Dido? No? Okay, well, just 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 wait. Just wait. <laughs> it's going to be will popular. one day. <laughs> um, Marshall Mathers, Riggity Bell. <laughs> And, but Merlin, of course, you know, does not take this dismissal uh, to heart. He's like, I'm going to find out who this is. Uh, I'm tired of being dismissed. We cut over to Arthur, who is just staring moodily at the red thread that they found. And Gwen joins him. And Arthur's like, I just don't think that Tyr could have done this on his own. And Gwen's like, hey, you probably did. Like, you never know what's in people's hearts. And I'm just glad he didn't succeed. I lost my brother, and I couldn't bear to lose you as well. She's playing it, like, really laying it on thick. Uh, Mm -hmm. And as soon as, like, you know... He turns his head away. She's like doing the evil smile thing. It comes. She off. turns to the camera and smirks. Yeah, yeah. She does the Jim Halpert and is just looking at the camera yeah. like, yeah. Which is this is what Morgana did for three seasons yeah, before she true. just left Camelot. Uh, we go over to the jail cell. Where which Tyr- maybe actually that makes me think that she is possessed by Morgana. She's got a little bit of Morgana in her, maybe which so. makes her yeah, yeah, pull yeah. these. I I didn't notice her behind any curtains, but I will keep an eye out next episode. So, in are you talking about Morgana or Gwyn? Gwen. I want to see if Gwen's there, hiding behind There, there is curtains. one scene where she's hiding behind like a closet, I think. Like she's looking yes. through the window to yes. spy on somebody. So it's huge Morgana energy. Um Merlin goes to visit Tyr in jail, brings him some food. He's like, you know, I'm sorry, this is Gaius's food. <laughs> My bad. And Tyr's like, it's okay. <laughs> like everybody <laughs> <gonna> knows. <laughs> um and eventually, like, Berlin gets this dude to talk and he says that, you know, a few days ago he had to spend the night in the stables to take care of a colicking horse. Um, colicking is what happens when a horse doesn't when you take a horse to water but it doesn't drink just for the for, you, for the crisp mosers out there that'll that'll make a funny joke later um, oh, wow. they and he, as he was 
he was woken up that night and he saw someone messing with the king's saddle and they threatened to, to, to murder his mother, to cut his mother's throat if he told anybody. Uh, and he's so scared and he's so concerned about his mother, he tells Merlin that he would rather die to keep his mother from dying. Uh, yeah. So wow, Mer- Mama's boy. Merlin the whole time is like, wow, that was a lot of talking so did you do it or not yeah yeah so is this you i don't understand like you, 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 most people just like tell me what they need to me to tell so me he saw somebody doing something and he's worried for his mother okay uh merlin yeah. runs to arthur and gwen to tell them what tear said and arthur i think logically is like well i'm gonna go talk to him and gwen is like let's go to bed let's go let's go have some I, snacks I, I, yeah i guess to to arthur's benefit he is he is willing and and almost seems like he's searching for any reason to excuse this guy of it. Like it didn't, it, it's, it's messed up that he sentenced him to death, but he, he's looking for a way out. He's very happy to accept another alternative now that one has possibly presented itself. But Gwen's like, no, go to bed, have Merlin tuck you in. Don't worry. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I don't, I think the biggest problem that the, the Camelot is facing is that ever since Gwen got possessed, Merlin isn't allowed to tuck Arthur in anymore. That's She's why. been spending the night in his is in Arthur's chambers. That's why he's so moody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Arthur or Merlin? Both of them. I think both They're of them both are very moody. <laughs> they don't. They don't even really know why. I mean, it's a, if you break out of a routine that you've had with someone for a long time, like Autumn goes out of town for three or four days, and I'm like, oh, I don't have anybody to go in the bed with. Like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. Like, when do I go yeah. to? I don't even know when to go to bed anymore. Like, I'll just stay up yeah. to three a.m. for guess, no yeah, reason. Yeah, I Do I sleep on the couch? Have I always slept? Have on the I couch? always slept on the couch with the door open because I'm oh, what's that doesn't make any sense. I have dogs. <laughs> like I just lose it. I lose yeah, everything. Surely not. Surely not. Um, Berlin is left kind of wondering, uh, like about Gwen's kind of attitude towards this, and mentions it to Gaius. Of course, Gaius is like, "Hey, like she just lost her brother. Grief can make somebody do something. Can make people do super weird stuff." Uh, meanwhile, Gwen is doing. Yeah. Also, Morgana can make people do super yeah, weird we've stuff. We've seen it Gaius. happen multiple times. That's suspicious. Uh, That's weird. Meanwhile, Gwen is just doing some suspicious and weird stuff. She she puts yeah. like a burning. Um, thing bag and a vent which knocks the guards out i'm so sick of her burning things in bags and vents i'm so sick of it (laughs) it's her one good skill man leave her alone she leveled one skill up okay this place reeks of whatever's in that bag she uh she she sneaks past the sleeping guards and goes to talk to tear uh who is very clearly terrified of her and says and insists like i haven't told anyone anything i won't tell anybody please let me please tell me that my mother is safe and she kind of reassures them at first, like, oh, yeah, your mom is safe. Everything is fine. I know you haven't talked, but that's not the issue. And as she gets closer to him, she pulls a knife out and just stabs this boy in the heart. Yeah. And he but is. The issue is you will talk. Yep. Uh uh-uh. uh. And he is dead. That's a long dagger. You see the length on that thing? Dude. Forget about girth. We're talking length. <laughs> We're talking some length. I, uh. This is a little fucked up. Like this being brainwashed to murder an innocent is, is that's real. That's what I'm saying. It's like up. it's so far beyond her. I could. I, I, but what do I know? And what. what, what what I have her do sure. where she's mind controlled. Like I just, she's so cunning about it. It maybe it would make more sense if she's acting out of desperation and like she's been driven to this point where she feels so on edge, so trapped in Camelot, but she has to help Morgana at all costs. And so she's willing to kill a person to, to keep it going desperation, but that's not here. She's just like, oops, my hand slipped. 
And uh, this is just a huge bummer in general because now Sam's not going to be in the rest of the episode. Dude, that's it. That's all we got. I'm glad he showed up on Game of Thrones immediately after this. Yes. He boy got a, a start to his career. I wonder, has he done anything since Game of Thrones? Do you know? I don't have think so. Have you seen him in anything? I'm curious. I don't think I have. It's, Game of Thrones, I feel like, is one of those shows where like not a lot of those people have like gone on I don't to. All, they don't have to, right? I feel like you get a pretty decent paycheck. I don't know. You get your action figure sales and then you move on do you think they get like um like do you think they have uh what do they call royalties for that like you think they get they're still getting paid on game of thrones stuff i hope so yeah he has to google it he has not done a whole lot um he was in a world he was a voice actor in a world of warcraft game that's weird wow all right hey you gotta do your fantasy stuff i guess and he's stick to what you know yeah and he doesn't have a whole lot coming up either poor josh bradley (laughs) well um john bradley excuse me i even got his name wrong that's terrible sorry sorry john bradley this is why i can't get any damn work out here uh the next morning everybody is obviously investigating this dead body uh gaius says like oh yeah this got stabbed in the heart um leon has found the sleeping pouch and now it is very clear that somebody in Camelot is doing some dirt. Uh, and Merlin Leon's points this out. Leon's that pouch. Like, yeah, he was going off that loud. He was going 100%. off the loud. Yeah, I've, I've, Gwen's I've, like, Leon, you don't know what that means. Give me that bag. And he sniffed it. Oh, yeah, oh, he was yeah, definitely yeah, going off, off that loud. loud. Yep. Got off the loud, yep. yeah. Uh, put some poppy in this, and you got a good night, honey. Um, <laughs> Arthur blames himself, of course, because that's what Arthur's like classic move right now. He says he should have talked to oh, yeah. Tyr sooner. And Merlin's like, hey, that's not the problem. The problem here is like whoever did this knew how to get to the uh, jail cell. They knew how to get inside the castle. They knew how to leave without raising the alarm. Like, that's dangerous. Hmm. That sounds like me, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. <laughs> sounds a that's lot. Ex- it's exactly like Merlin. <laughs> sounds like a lot of sneaking kind of things that I do. So maybe I should be quiet. Uh Meanwhile, Gwen is in the forest, headed to meet Morgana, and report that their initial plan to murder Arthur has failed in the forest. Uh, but Morgana, excuse me, uh, Gwen has uh, killed the witness to her plan, and uh, like they still have the second plan, which is basically for Guinevere to win the Knight's Trust so that when they manage to kill Arthur, they'll all support her in taking the throne. I just feel like... She didn't have to do all that, any of all this. She could poison Arthur in his sleep and then like open the window and then raise the alarm and go, somebody came in, somebody killed him. I don't know what happened. Some, I, just, I saw somebody go out the window. That would be, And I feel like the knights would be like, yeah, Gwen would never kill Arthur. Gwen would never do that. Or with Absolutely. You, or yeah. with you all the way. Like she did, they didn't need to be an elaborate scheme. With the way that courts work in Camelot, like I feel like Gwen could just open the, like literally just like hack Arthur to death in his sleep, open the window and then go like Merlin jumped out of the window and he killed Arthur and Merlin would just be dead instantly. Like it would take no yeah. time whatsoever. Like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, a, there would be no trial. I'd be, a, I'd be a better Camelot assassin. That's all I'm saying. Morgana, I, you could have picked up the phone. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Morgana, get at me. What the digits, girl? Yeah. Uh, they, as they're having this conversation, they hear horses, and they quickly split up and run away. Gwen runs back to the uh, castle, and she's being chased by Gwen. Luckily, Morgana is there to do some sorcery, telekinesis, and yank him off that horse. Uh, this effect mm-hmm. never gets old to me for some reason. I like a, I like a dude it's being like, yeah, yanked it off It looks horse. good. It's like vi- very violent. It's yeah, very, or, yeah. Violence is the wrong word, but it's, it's very impactful, you know? Uh, He's fine though. <laughs> he's he's good. Uh, Gwen kind of gets to the edge of the forest and then like checks herself and puts herself together and just casually walks in. She does see Merlin, and Merlin's like, "Hey, where have you been? Like, me and Arthur have been looking all over for you." And she's like, "Oh, I was just walking around, feeling sad about my brother." And he's like, "That seems, 
I mean, fine. I guess that's that's a normal thing. That you people don't even do. know him that well. <laughs> I mean, you didn't even like him. Like he left for a long. Like you guys time. didn't hang out. I got like if Leon was sad, that I'd understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, I, you didn't really hang out. You, you, you cried know? more at Lancelot's fu- second funeral than you did at <laughs> Elian's <Yeah>. first. <laughs> um, but he believes there, and he says, like, you know, you just need to stay close to Arthur so that he can protect you and that you can protect him. Um, she's like, okay, right. cool. And what happens? Gaius checks out Gwen because he got knocked off his horse. And Gwen is like, yeah, that was definitely Morgana's sorcery. I have have felt this exact yank before. I know exactly what it feels like. I like uh, my butthole clenched up when she did it. And Uh that's, I know that feeling all too well. That's, yes. Uh, I remember it all too well. (laughs) I'm still puckered at the moment. So Gaius is like, I'm going to need to check that out. (laughs) Unfortunately, yeah, hold on. Drop trowel. I'm all right. (laughs) Stop it, guys. I don't want you to put your finger in my butt again. I don't like that. Snapping on some um, surgical gloves. Which are just like, Uh, what, leather at that point? (laughs) They're just leather in this this time. Um, Arthur tells Gaius and Merlin, like, hey, y'all need to go check out the woods. Uh, And this is where Gwen is, like, in a closet spine. This is her. That's right. She's she's eavesdropping. And now she knows that Merlin is a threat because Merlin has revealed like yeah or he Mer, i i suspect morgana is involved he said it plainly so now gwen is like hmm, guess you're on my shit list yep uh and he asked gwen to stay close to arthur to protect arthur uh because somebody in the castle is 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 on their side is not on their then, side then we get a seat of morgana going to an apothecary i think that morgana should have gone in as old lady Morgana, she's gonna go to the market as old lady Morgana in a little while. I just feel like it was a little bit of a safer call to not just walk in as one of the most famous people in Camelot. Um, not only are you the former said princess of Camelot, but you're also public enemy number one. Yep. And she walks in and she's mm-hmm. like, "Hi, can I get some Valerian and Henbane or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me buy some po- poison." And then she has to buy this guy's silence because she just showed her face. Um, Fumbling it, you know, fumbling the bag on this one. Well, she's excited. She thinks she's pretty close, right? Like she, she is excited. She, like, That's what true. is? Why do I care about the consequences when I will? When I she's will... just excited to be buying poison because <laughs> she's like, this excited. is god. <laughs> this is super god. And I love her. Uh, like she, the guy is like, here's the poison. She's like looking over his shoulder. She's super into it, and he's like, they're very expensive though. And so she hands him the money. It's like this is enough for the poison, but it's not enough for my silence. And she just looks at him in disgust and throws the money on the floor. Yeah. Mm, that's my girl. <laughs> yes, thank you girl you get it um morgana or excuse me arthur is brooding some more because that's what arthur has been doing a lot lately wondering if merlin is right about morgana um merlin questions him excuse me gwen questions him and it's getting suspiciously close to arthur like figuring everything out like saying that merlin is right like this seems like a plot it seems like there's somebody in we have a spy in, in camelot and she just reassures them and there's like almost a sweet moment of, of her saying like you know whatever this is we'll protect each other and we're going to find this person together uh mm-hmm. which is a bummer because yeah she's that girl's she's, a liar she's because that girl lies yeah can't trust her at all um, Merlin and Gaius go to the woods to explore, right? Yep. Um, I b- was so confused at this part because they start looking at like a weird tree branch and I'm like, that's a weird looking tree branch, but you know, I've been in the woods before. I've seen some weird looking tree branches You know, they both- <laughs> and they're both just like, yeah, this has to be more God is doing. I'm like, what do you mean? It's just a vine. <laughs> like, what is the, what is weird about this vine? What like, do you what mean? Do- <laughs> and if she's just like causing again, like if she's just causing like weird foliage, then that's dope. I love that. I thought, see, yeah, I thought that she was like, 
her magic had warped the the the, the tree or something and then they find a, a piece of torn cloth a moment later but i when i they first the camera first shows it i thought it was like a dead plant and i was like is she just like leaving a wake of dead <laughs> foliage in her in her i love wake? it uh and I just, that's very cool. Like, we're going to lead ourselves to where Morgana is hiding because all this, she's so evil now that the forest is just dying around her. But no, it's just a torn piece of fabric from Gwen's dress. I saw a TikTok recently of a, a woman who um, was creating a goth, or showing off her goth garden. And she just filled it with, like, black plants and all yeah. of this stuff. And I was just like, God, this rules. I said it's autumn, <laughs> and I was like, we're almost done with the barn. Like, it's time to yeah, convert time the backyard. Yeah, we got to we gotta turn our backyard. There's going to be a lot time. of roses with, like, thick thorns, Oh, though. yeah, absolutely. Like, blood red roses and, and, and black ferns. You have to something. be able to, like, at any point prick your finger, look at look at the blood pooling and go, hmm. <laughs> And then keep walking. <laughs> I'm gonna put like a like a fainting chair next to like a koi pond. You know what I'm saying? Yes, just so that you yes, can that yes. you can just like lay there and like dribble some poetry out if you need to. You know what yes. I'm talking about? Um, yeah, exactly. Merlin love to dribble. Out I love to dribble poetry. out poetry. Uh, Merlin, having found this strip of cloth, thinks that he recognizes it, so he runs to Gwen's closet where he begins to try to match the fabric. Uh, this is like the third. No, time. Merlin, that's her underwear drawer. Stop. That's uh. This is like the third time that Arthur has rifled through a woman's clothing to, to in service of the plot, uh, which I think mm. is very funny. That's just just yeah. something that happens, and of course, yeah, Arthur catches him. Yeah, he's waist deep. In Gwen's closet, and he's sniffing stuff. And Arthur comes in, and he's like, "Merlin, do I have to kill you? <laughs> what is going on? This is really fucked up." <laughs> uh, there's some really funny lines here because he says Merlin claims that he's looking for holes, and then he like holds up the sleeve, and Arthur's like, "That's where the hand goes." And Merlin says, "You can't be too careful. There's a lady's modesty at stake," <laughs> which I think is just very like I'm really worried about her. <laughs> meanwhile, some you skin. were waist deep in her closet. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you were like standing in her underwear drawer, which is a weird thing yeah. to do to her underwear drawer, just in general. Uh, he's, up, he's up standing in it. Come on, he's gonna break the damn drawer. Uh, Arthur says, "You need to worry less about Gwen's clothes and more about my dirty clothes," and hands him a big old basket. Of just dirty, skid-marked underwear. Sorry, mm-hmm. that was too far. I feel like that was too far. Nah. He makes him do his laundry. Um, okay, anyway, Gwen is out in the market, I guess, because that's what the queen does in times of great peril. Uh, she goes to the market, and um, she meets an old lady, Morgana. Um, and uh, she Morgana gives, her, gives Gwen the poison that she purchased. Uh, and she's like, hey, okay, we can do this, but we got to have somebody who can take the fall. So we can't have to pin the blame on somebody. You can't just kill Arthur and then like not have any suspects. Um, and Gwen says that she has somebody in mind. Uh, unfortunately, that's Merlin. Um, and like, yeah, immediately we just like cut. It's dinner time, and Gwen has poisoned Arthur's wine. <laughs> uh, this this whole like segment is going to switch back between. Uh, Gwen and Arthur, where Gwen is poisoning Arthur, of course, and Merlin washing these clothes. He has a brief altercation with the with the cook that's going to come back later. He tries to steal a dumpling, and she doesn't let him. Um, Arthur finally drinking the wine that's been poisoned. Uh, Merlin finding the matching dress uh, from the scrap of cloth that he found in the woods and realizing this is Gwen, and then trying to run to save Arthur, uh, but doesn't get there in time. He, as he gets there, Arthur is looks like he's just completely dead in the chair. Uh, and it's 
we immediately go to Gaia saying, oh yeah, this is poison. I know all about this poison. Here are the poison names. Uh, this is how it's, it's all over his ear. Whoever did this Damn, poisoning all, is... All from one look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaia is like, whoever did this poison is, is really bad at poisoning people. Like, this is just a real amateur poison attempt. And Gwen's like, I don't... I think if it killed Arthur, it's a pretty, like, a kind of, like, medium I, yeah, amateur. I feel like, like this, this is a really cunning poisoning attempt. It's like a pro-am situation, at least. <laughs> She's getting really mad. She's really, really angry about this. Uh but no, there's no way to cure this. Like he, he is, he is on his way to die. Uh, yeah, bummer, dude. Um, long live the king. You know what I'm saying? I know what um, you're saying, bro. Uh, and this is where Gwen lays out her trap and says, "I think that uh, somebody, whoever did this, had access to Arthur's food, um, knows their way in and out of the castle, uh, has definitely has experience." Tucking him into bed has tucked Arthur into bed at least a thousand times, and everyone knights start looking at each other like pointing like you. <laughs> you no, a, me. Quint's no, like me. A Quint's like I'm at like three fifty, maybe not a thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten up that high. Uh, and of course, she blames it all on Merlin, and he is instantaneously without like and it. And I know this is just like TV show stuff, so I can't complain mm-hmm. too much, and I and I get it. But like, it really frustrates me that all of the knights are like, "Oh yeah, definitely, totally Merlin." Like, it, the, just because it is the so queen frustrating. Said it. I guess maybe we we always overestimate how much Merlin is valued in this world. Um, they're still basically fascists who see servants as lesser than, uh, and he just gets thrown in, in prison immediately. It's a bummer, man. Like, like I, this is Arthur's best friend yeah like and and presumably like Gwen's like second best friend you know what i'm saying yeah and like they've they've had some bonding times with with merlin i think they would at least be like hey merlin is there anything that you want to say to this and he could say not bloody fucking likely like i didn't do this like y'all know me um but he's thrown in jail uh and as Gwen cries uh, or excuse me, no, Gaius comes to visit, uh, tells Merlin that uh, the king is almost dead and that he has to get him out so that Merlin can use his magic uh, to save Arthur. Uh, mm. me- meanwhile, Gwen is pretending to mourn at Arthur's side with Leon behind her and is, is saying how terrible it would be uh, if Arthur dies. How can any of us survive without him? Uh, setting up Leon to do the thing that he does, which is to say, like, oh, you should just take up the crown. Like, that's this is an easy one. You should just... Job security for it. me mm-hmm. um, is if you take up the crown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been kind of my boss for a while now, so I would prefer yeah. to have the same boss. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if we if we give it to anybody else, who knows what they're going to want to do? Like, I don't want to talk Arthur's to Arthur's my manager, but you're my supervisor. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm here to learn from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Leon promises that if uh, she, you know, puts her name in the hat, I guess, like if she stands up and wants to take the role, all of the knights will stand and uh, by her and uh, stand by her now and forever. Uh, so all of this, all of these plans are working. This is good. Yeah. Um, way to go, Leon. You're just, you're just, you give it in too easy. You know, mm-hmm. he's not, he's not sniffing anything out here. Typical Leon following the, you know, towing the party line. Day in and day out. He just wants to keep his damn job. But yeah. Um, anyway, cut over to Merlin. He has been slipped a potion in his jail cell. Uh, and like um, Seconds later, we just see him appear outside of his cell as Dragoon. Just the greatest turn of events you could ask for in any episode of any television show, if you ask me. It's Merlin showing up in his Dragoon form. Uh, and he just starts arguing with the guards. Like, hey, what are you doing in here? And he's like, you let me in here. And then they're like, well, no, we didn't. He's like... 
just pull the crotchety old man thing of like, you know, kids these days, you don't remember anything. You don't remember me coming in and now I guess I have to see myself out. Okay, fine. He just yells them down so much that they're just like, uh, what is happening? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he immediately goes to the kitchen uh, and he's going to turn back into Merlin when the cook shows up and accuses him of stealing her pies. And he gets just, and crotchety old dragoon is just like, why on earth would anyone want to steal your pies? Like, he empties the clip in her dude. <laughs> causing says like oh what do, what do you think if somebody wants to eat your poisonous flan <laughs> yeah dude he on he's just like it's it's worse than anything paul hollywood could ever say to you you know like he just rips her cakes a new one like, like horse did manure just absolute the trash of and laughing sock of camelot uh, and when she starts fighting back, he's just like, all right, fuck it. I can't argue you're, you down. So he just hits her in the head with the pot. Perfect. And she just goes down. Nobody asks the, like, the, the, and like, he just, just like, I should have done that ages ago. <laughs> I love Dragoon so much. It just gives Berlin so much power. Um, he turns back into his normal self, uh, and he's going to sneak to Arthur's room, but he's almost, Which again, oh, you know, I was thinking, why does he do that? He's more in disguise as Dragoon than he is as Merlin, but he can't. He's actually old when he's in that form, so he can't scale a wall. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he's unable to do physical activity. Uh, he's Ebenezer Scrooge. He, so. he is almost forty-three years old, and he has he has been the trials of life in front of him. Uh, he turns back into Merlin and is almost immediately seen and spotted. So uh, Gwen and the rest of the guards start chasing him. He runs outside in the courtyard, hides behind some barrels, and then gets the idea as he watches all of the knights and the guards like flood the courtyard looking for this. Uh, and it's the middle of the night, so they're all holding torches. He magically puts out all of their torches and then starts scaling the wall to Arthur's room, uh, which looks very difficult. And I'm surprised that he has the arm strength to do it, except that he is buff now. That's true. He, we, we can't take season two. Merlin is not pulling this off. Season five, Merlin, he's up there. You know what I mean? He's scrambling. He's doing his thing. Um, he's got the like, chalk all over his hands, like rock climbers use. You know, he's he's in it to win it. Oh yeah. Uh, and he gets up there, and just starts eavesdropping. And he loves to Gaius sneak. Is, man. He loves to dude, sneak. This is his favorite thing. His favorite thing is snooping, eavesdropping, listening in. Um, he uh, Gaius is actually helpful in this episode, and he manages to get. Leon and Gwen out of Arthur's chambers like hey it's, you know we're on high alert here like you're not safe they're if they're going to come for somebody they're going to come for Arthur so you need to get on out of here and um that works they leave the room and Merlin is able to come in and in a desperate attempt this is like where suddenly he dials up the emotion yeah uh he he does magic he starts chanting and then suddenly he's like screaming as he's casting this spell with his hands on arthur's chest trying to bring him back to life trying to take that poison out of him and he steps away and it seems like it doesn't work and that's when he like puts his hands over his face like he's like he he's about to start sobbing like he failed that's how that's what he thinks for for just a minute here but it works out because arthur rolls over <laughs> and he's totally fine and he just rolls over and goes right to sleep good for merlin yeah. um it's uh, Gaius is like, oh, you got to get out of here. Like, and, and Merlin is like, there are like a thousand guards everywhere. How am I going to get out of here? He's like, just, just crawl back down. Like, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a moment where like Merlin, you can tell it because he's kind of sweaty and like he's 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 obviously worked really hard to not only climb up this tower but also to heal Arthur. And as he turns around, Gaius does like a little brushing motion, like get out of here. Come <laughs> yeah, on, all right. I, I got to claim. Um, I got to claim responsibility for this awesome work you just did. Get get out of here before Gwen comes yeah. back. I gotta take credit for your success 
glasses yeah, once yeah, yeah. again. I can't have you in the room um, when I'm getting praise. <laughs> I don't <yeah>. like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. It makes me uncomfortable when you're here when I'm taking credit for your work. How about so you take leave. a How about you take a sleeping tincture along with you and just you go to sleep later. Yeah, here you go. He flips it to him like it's a coin. Here, take this. Uh, but now right, we cut over to the morning. And Gwen and Gaius open the prison gate and, and they greet Merlin and be like, hey, the king wants a word with you. Um, so they bring Merlin up to Arthur, who is actually, I thought it was going to get a little bit more serious than it even does here. But Arthur does, uh, um, you know, he apologizes. He says he's actually glad to see Merlin. When he offers him a seat, I thought that he was just going to be like, I, I don't know. I just thought there was something serious was going to happen where he was going to say, like, we need to have a talk. What happened? Like, what's going on? Like. Um, but he just mostly, he just says like, I told everybody it was impossible that you could like play in an assassination. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, great. But that moment of, I'm actually glad to see you is, is, is kind of nice. Um, as Merlin wants to talk about, uh, like who organized all of this, like who is the actual, uh, mm. spy Arthur is like, no homie, I got no time. We got to go talk to the council because Gwen, um, says that she has found evidence, and she has uh, found quote it's, unquote, it's another spool of thread. <laughs> the uh, the two bottles of poison that were used to poison Arthur, and they have found the poison master, this apothecary dude. Who... You stop putting your brand name on your poison bottles. Well, this doesn't seem like a good idea at all. <laughs> like, no. It's just not like I don't know if, if I if I was like selling everybody death stick, I wouldn't be like it's Jeremy Greer's death sticks, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, they, they found this dude and they bring him up. Uh, he tells Arthur, like, I wouldn't have sold him if I'd known that they were going to you. I didn't know what she was going to do with it. Uh, and he's like, I'm pretty sure that that was Morgana that bought this from me. Um, and Arthur's like, because of the queen's diligence, the truth has been uncovered. And I'm like, I mean, some of the truth. Like, who gave you the poison, yeah. Arthur? Have we figured yeah. that out? Uh, and then everybody chants, long live the queen. And Merlin and Gwen lock eyes. And you could tell, like... Do they kill this dude? Because he just gets taken away by the guard. Presumably this dude is absolutely dead. Yeah. Because I don't... I mean, I don't know. I don't, Maybe selling poison's bad, but it's like... He didn't know it was going to be used on the... I don't know. I don't know why I'm defending this guy, but it's just something to you know keep in mind. Did they kill him? But now I think that they're just happy to you know tie it up in a neat little bow and go. Oh, it was Morgana. Yeah. Somehow she snuck in. Somehow and did she it. did it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Long live the queen. Chances you were saying and Merlin and and Gwen kind of have a little bit of a stare down. Merlin's smiling, but you can tell you can tell by by how Buffy is that he's not happy. He's he's not happy. Um, and the next episode preview is a lot of drama between. Looks like Merlin is going to die at one point, and they're you know Gwen doing some weird shit. Uh, so it's going to get worse before it gets better uh which is normally the way that these things work uh overall a great episode like i don't really have anything like technically wrong or like it's and it was exciting and interesting all the way through i just uh it's it's this is a common tv trope of like someone's been brainwashed to act against their normal character that i i think it's just been maybe i'm just too old and i've just watched too much tv mm-hmm. i think about that a lot lately of like that's how people get burned out is they just watch too much of something or listen to too much uh-huh. of something. So like when something new comes along, they're not ready to, to, to handle it. But I don't know, man, I just like it. Uh, this isn't my Gwen. And I just, I was hoping that they would wrap it up in the next episode as opposed to a third one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I expected there to be maybe something. I don't know. I'm not really sure what I expected her to do, but this is just so conniving and, and cunning and, it's again not what I expected from Gwen, so it kind of threw me for a loop. I'm like she's again, like I said at the top of the show, she's she's really she seems to be taking some pleasure in it, um, and it certainly has heightened the stakes, right? Because how are you going to turn 
Arthur against Gwen. Like, how are you going to convince him of the truth? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I could do without this plot line at, at, at this close to the end. Mm-hmm. Didn't dislike the episode by any means, but um, uh, they're going to have to impress me. You know, we still got this Mordred drama hanging over our heads. Yeah. What's going to happen? Um, he shows up in the background of some of these scenes. Like, he's he's with yeah. he's with Gwen trying to... You know, there was the scene where when Merlin... Push, uh, turns all the lights out i almost thought that he was gonna like call out to mordred just because they showed mordred right like running down the stairs past where merlin was hiding uh and i just thought well what, if he's showing up this is the first time i'm noticing him maybe merlin for some reason is gonna be like mordred listen like something's going on here like and I don't know why he would level with him just because they both know magic because Merlin obviously doesn't like him. But seeing Mordred's face made me think, oh, he's going to come into play at the in this last act here. Yeah, no, no, he certainly didn't. Not at all. Not at all. Too, too busy work, worrying about Morgana. It is weird. Like you would think that it really seemed like in the first part of the season that they were wrapping up the Morgana stuff to focus on Mordred. And now we've kind of got both happening at the same time. And we just like change and Mordred doesn't know anything wrong yet. And, and Mordred's just chilling. Like he's just like, all right, I'm a knight. Let's do knight shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great episode. I think this is fun. Season five is great. Like, this is fun. It, is. it sure is. Do you have any final thoughts? No, no, no. I'm excited to see what happens next. A uh, couple of items of business. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're going to be doing a feedback episode at the end of the season. If you want to send in your feedback, you can send it to monstersweekpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at His Kingdom Keeps. You can hit me up personally on Discord if you're a part of the Patreon server, or you can just send us a note to Patreon if you want to do that. If you want to join the Patreon at patreon.com slash monstersweek, you are more than welcome to do so. That helps us support the show greatly. Also, tell your friends and your family and your ex-family. Got any ex-stepmoms out there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your dad married a chick for some reason and then divorced her for obvious reasons later. Like, go tell that chick about the podcast that y'all are probably yeah. still friends on facebook you just hide each other um tell everybody don't you know. tell your dad that you told her that. Yeah, yeah yeah your dad's gonna be really mad mad if y'all if he finds out y'all are still friends on facebook that's gonna be <laughs> making really angry but uh but if you if you tell him it's just about a podcast maybe not maybe not such a big deal uh until next week everybody bye bye I sound normal. You sound normal. Okay. Every time I turn this computer on now, there's a, some strange new adventure <laughs> I have to go on to find my way into this Discord, but I'm here. We should use I'm Patreon s- bucks and just get you a new computer. Well, I have I have my work laptop, which I very much like, and I didn't I can fully use that for the podcast. Um because it's not mm. like it's it's not from work. It's just I bought it and I use it to you know, work from home. Uh, the only reason I haven't used that for the podcast is because when my other laptop screen broke, there was a part of me that was just like, no, 
like it's still fully functional it's just the screen and i have a monitor to hook it up to so i just didn't let go all i would have to do is just well first of all as you discovered with me screaming the other day when we recorded i have to um figure out how to log into discord on my new laptop yeah yeah that's going to be a problem uh, and then just like you download whatever i need to um record and I should be good to go, and then I can get this webcam that you gra- graciously purchased for me. Um, I can get that thing working. Um, anyway, what's up? Oh, uh, I'm having uh, horse problems. Horse problems? <laughs> horse problems. Um, I'm going to send you a picture. If that was anybody else, I'd be real concerned. You'd be real concerned. About them but tell me that. It's, it's me. Um, so... When we set up all of this barn stuff, a while back, we Autumn installed this uh, horse water. And it's basically like a tube that goes really deep in the ground. And it's got a lever on it. So, like, the horse pushes its nose on the lever and water shoots in its mouth. Mm -hmm. And they have these at her barn where she's at now. So, Simon was relatively comfortable with them. But um, it's a a huge thing because, like, uh, doing, like, troughs or whatever is, is really, really bad. Because it just, it takes up. They, like you can get like a float valve and it'll break and then you'll just you're just flood your yard because the water yeah. won't stop running and all this other stuff they get nasty you have to clean them all this other stuff so mm-hmm. this is like a perfect solution except for as you can see in the picture that I just texted you um, the little horse the mini horse uh, which we affectionately mm-hmm. call party boy is just using <laughs> his feet to Hit the he levers. looks like party boy not gonna lie <laughs> he looks like a party boy in that picture and all he's is... using his feet is he supposed to be using his face yes yes absolutely uh, this is this is jeremy this is you can lead a horse to water, to water but you <laughs> can't, can't make, make it drink. drink we have we have been fighting with this so today that's so real <laughs> we've been so it's been i think over a week now since we got horses here um maybe two weeks and we had she hasn't wanted to well, the way what you're supposed to do is like confine the horses in the area, uh, take away their water, and then like fill this thing up a couple of times and like let them figure this out, right? But she hasn't really wanted to do that because it was a new space and it was a new, you know, they she they all just moved, so she was like, I'm just gonna chill out, we're just gonna let it happen. And then so today she was like, I'm home all day, I'm gonna be able to, you know, I'm gonna set up a camera outside so it'll alert me when horses get near the water, or I'll run out there and fill it up, and hopefully we can like fix this and we can make mm-hmm. we can teach them how to use it but no we are definitely in leading a horse to water cannot make them drink situation wow it's um it is not super fun because she's freaking out no what would what, what's happened is that like since he's using his feet it gets mud and rocks in, uh. inside that water so the thing fills up and then it drains through the bottom and it drains into like a rock field that we have underneath everything um, which is great because it's you know just it just disappears like there's no drainage yeah. for this thing. But if he puts mud and rocks in it, it, it makes it difficult for it to drain. <laughs> so, right, right. It's um horse problems. So, man. so you have to put him down. That's a shame. <laughs> so we have to kill the horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Sorry to hear that. Well, hopefully you can find a good solution for this and don't have to put him down. Um, the, just um, make sure to live stream it if you do. The the. I, I'm not gonna say funny, but the there's a thing uh, where uh, I'd never thought about this, but like, what do you do if a horse dies on your property? Right? Yeah, I've I got I I've never thought of that before. Yeah, <laughs> it's what not you, come up for me. <laughs> what do you do, right? So I'm at a customer's one day, and the guy I'm talking about this, and this was years ago, but I'm t- telling him like, oh yeah, we're doing this barn project, blah blah blah, 
and and this guy's like oh yeah you know i do i do a bunch of horse stuff like i build some arenas and you know i do a lot of work with in, in the burial stuff and i was like what, what? <laughs> he's like yeah you know when a horse dies they'll call me up and i'll go out there with my machine and dig a hole and we bury the horse on the property and i'm like oh wow horse ghost is where my mind is horse ghost do you have to bury it in a coffin <laughs> no thankfully you can just i think you just raw dog it you just put it in there and it did it. i see yeah. i see so because because that's tricky if you think you like you got to google i mean maybe it's a good thing he told you because otherwise you'd be googling what do you what do you do, do if you have a dead horse, horse on your property yeah. i mean it's certainly better than googling like what do you do if you have a dead woman on your property that's risky <laughs> that's for definitely sure. bad yeah huge red flags huge, on that one. huge um, red flags um <laughs> so yeah i don't know i don't know if you you don't we don't have to continue talking about this but uh it's been the horse stuff has been interesting so far well hopefully you know that motherfucker will learn to drink. I mean, Stop just, putting his elbows on the table at dinner. You know what I mean? If he could just keep the feet out of the water bowl, we're going to be doing you know, good. And you, I don't know if you said this. Can you raise it? Can you raise that sucker up at all? No, no. So okay. this, that, that this, thing, is pretty, this is like a permanent situation. That's a permanent situation. And it's uh, that tube that you're looking at is like mm-hmm. it goes down under the ground like five feet. Um, like we dug Damn. like a 10 feet hole under these thing and like filled it with rock. And then put this on top of it, ran water, did the whole nine. So that thing is permanently installed. And the um, other horse, no sweat. Other other horse seems to be just working it just fine. Just walks up and seems to be drinking. So Other horse seems to have been led to water and, and, and knows how to drink. It. Yeah. Um, and the good news is, like... Uh, we, we she put she put that camera out there so like we can we can just make right. sure because uh we have a little vacation coming up um like a little weekend trip to portland mm. uh and um <clears throat> i am mark, excited this is on you you gotta wrangle those horses no no we're not we're not we're not gonna make mark do anything uh i'm gonna get my next door neighbor to check it out but it would be so much better if we could just be like oh yeah they know how to use the water thing just make sure they have yeah. access to that and it's, and it's done so shadow effects would never give you this kind of trouble I don't know, man. Like, you got to think. Like, you think Shadowfax would be problematic? Oh yeah, I mean Shadowfax. Shadowfax didn't. It's not. It's not born bred. You know, yeah, Shadowfax is the Lord of Horses. <laughs> but he wasn't born the Lord of Horses, right? Like he was. True. He was, How he does was... one become the Lord of Horses? Was he born the Lord of Horses? But it's like, actually he, a question that we could ask. Was he ever the Pony Lord of Horses? You know what I'm saying? Like he had to have yeah, learned yeah, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, some yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know. Lord like maybe he, it made you graduate from Lord of Ponies to Lord of Horses. And maybe he would be like he's so uh, full of himself because he's the Lord of Horses that he wouldn't deign to drink our, our water like this. This is t- this is oh. like city water. He only drinks like water from like the springs of Fangorn Forest or something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he and he's thirsty all of the time because of it. <laughs> yeah, he's very thirsty, especially when Gandalf's galloping across the land on him. Um, Why are you sitting before I have Gandalf stuff? In it's the not text a pornographic message? image. <laughs> Chris, they've what? got Gandalf photoshopped on some incredibly oversized uh, bosoms, and I think that's yeah. Well, that's no, the, okay, the incredibly oversized bosom is photoshopped onto Gandalf. It's sure, the image I mean, of Gandalf okay. as he appears for the first time in the films as Gandalf the White. He reveals himself to Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli in the forest. Uh-huh. Um, it's that image, except superimposed on him are very is a large bosom, and the caption says, "Love me or hate me, I'm on your mind." It's true. It's true. I'll... I sent that to Steve the other day, and like like the middle of the night <laughs> when he was asleep, I saw it on Twitter. I saved the image and I sent it to Steve at midnight. Yeah, and in the morning, he just goes, "What the fuck? What is wrong with you?" And then well, I didn't respond because I was busy. <laughs> yeah, why would you respond? You, I mean, there's ta- nothing. Wrong with me. But then he just later on just ignored that it happened. And went back to talking about whatever. But 
Oh, man. How's your week been, my friend, since the last um, time we chatted? You know, I was going to complain to you about work, but let me talk about manga for one second, right? Ooh, manga. Get, th- get this. So Wayne turned me on to this. So first of all, Viz Media did a surprise. I, to me, it was a surprise. It might not have been a surprise to anyone else. Launch of a new app, uh, a mobile app. And I guess it's a service you can use on um, PC as well. So that's cool. But it's just a, it's a manga reading app. So you can go in, you can get the latest chapters. And that's the biggest thing for people, I think is having a way to legally be able to read the latest chapters because most series are weekly or monthly in Japan. We don't maybe get that for like six months, a year, like especially back in the old days. We wouldn't see those chapters in a, any official capacity in America for a very long time, right? And it, But if you're really invested in a series and you just a, couple, a quick Google search away, it takes you to the latest chapter of Chainsaw Man or whatever it is you're trying to read, right? Mm-hmm. So. Viz is now they've they've given us an app where we can go in we can lead the, read the the latest chapters of of ongoing manga we can go back and read older series there's a series called Cross Game about baseball that for some reason I really wanted to read okay. I've read like five volumes of it on my phone in the last two days because it, it's there for one ninety nine I get access to this whole catalog of manga published by Viz Media okay that's so wait, great wait, wait, for me that's this, a, that's a killer deal is this one ninety nine like a month or per series one ninety nine a month. Two dollars per month. I pay like two dollars a month. I pay like fourteen or fifteen American dollars to do the same thing, but with Marvel comics. And that's not even it's, that's that's just Marvel comics, and it's not their whole catalog. It's just like eighty yeah. percent of it, probably. Now this does have some limitations, but yeah, it's one ninety nine whole month. And I think the the if I'm not mistaken, I think the the limit that they put on it is you can read one hundred chapters a day. Now I've read like fifty chapters in four days, so I'm good. I'm not hitting that one hundred chapter mark. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, everything that I've tried to read on there is free for once I'm subscribed. So one ninety nine, I got all that shit. The only, I think the only like a bugaboo with this is that the stuff that runs in Shonen Jump magazine. So that would have been like your, your Dragon Ball, your Naruto, One Piece, Bleach, all those types of series. Like the really, really popular stuff is always in Shonen Jump magazine. That's a separate app. That app has already existed. And I think that's like three ninety nine a month. That's still um, insane though. That's still yeah. So even with cheap. those two apps, I'm paying what, like $7 a month. And I can read tons of manga just right on my phone. And it's actually really simple and intuitive. And I did not think I would like, is as a guy who buys tons of physical manga, didn't think I would like reading it on my phone. But I've really adapted to it over, over the last few days, which has been sweet. Um, all that said, that's great. Then literally the next day, yesterday, uh, another manga publisher called Kodansha launched their manga app on, on iOS and Android. And it's like basically the gotcha version of manga. I don't I, except it's not. There's so words, meaning like there's words you, when, when I log into in that, when I in log context. into Fire Emblem, right? My Fire Emblem game. I log in every day. It gives me like free orbs that I can use to spend on characters and stuff, or it gives me free tickets that I can use to do different events and stuff. It's all. It's just like it's drip fed out to you, and usually very nefarious ways to make you spend more money. But they give you a little something every day. So Viz Media released. This app for one ninety nine a month that gives you a million things. And then Kodansha releases this app and it's like you log in and you get free tickets and premium tickets that you can use to spend on chapters to rent those chapters. So I can rent chapter one of a series and read it. And then I got to spend another ticket. And if I run out of tickets, I can watch ads to earn more. And then I can go to their store and I can buy coins and I have to buy, I spend $1 on each chapter of manga on this app. It has become, as somebody who's into manga and follows lots of people who are in that community or fans of that medium, it has been like such a fucking trash 
fire. It is like <laughs> going from one. Okay, here's a million chapters of anything you want to read, one ninety nine to you're basically you like gambling. It's like Xbox Live gamer points. Remember back in the day, not gamer points, but if you wanted to buy a game or like a DLC on Xbox Live in two thousand seven, you had to spend like twenty dollars on points, and then yeah. you buy your twelve dollar, mm-hmm. and there was no way around it. Like you just had to buy the points and then spend them, and then you always had an odd number of points. So this manga app has just created this like like just trash situation where you have to spend coins in like in app in, coins in-app to spend currency. real money on to spend on each chapter. You don't even get to keep the chapters. I don't think it's just. Such a train wreck. And I didn't do a very good job of ex- of describing it, but that's because it doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense why it would be like this when literally the competitor released it a day earlier and it's just superior in every single way. It's mind-boggling. There's a uh, there's a game journalist that's been around for a long, long time named Jeff Kirstman. He was like the, the mm-hmm. founder of Giant Bomb and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a thing where he talks about... Uh, like retro emulation like retro gaming on modern consoles right like and mm. how nintendo has kind of whiffed their opportunity at providing like these old nintendo games by creating this weird service and like kind of making it a hassle and his thing has always been like you have to make it easier than piracy like if you're yeah. if your paid thing is not easier than me going on like whatever torrent slot use net site and just grabbing this fucking game and playing it on my android phone or my pc mm-hmm. then i'm not then nobody is going to pay for it like it's just not like going to 100 percent. And, and that that's fundamentally that's what viz understood pirate manga piracy is a huge issue and like i whatever shueisha the japanese company or or you know viz i don't really care if their stuff is getting pirated what really sucks is the is the artists who work on this stuff they like ruin their lives like the author of bleach was like yeah i just like fucked up my health beyond repair so i stopped doing my series yeah. i just quit because i literally couldn't move my arms anymore i couldn't do anything my body was fucked the, like these artists they they suffer because of the strict like deadlines and shit that they have to so i i don't even remember where i was going with that this made it easier this made it so you could just you literally you get the app that's that's easier than piracy having this app you charge me two bucks a month that's easier than me having to go hunt down each series on a sketchy website or do any of this other stuff um but yeah what the fuck they fumbled it. I didn't do a good job of explaining all that, but I think you get the gist of no, it. No, they, no, no. They really I'm, fumbled I'm, it. I'm there. I'm there. I, uh, I, I feel like you, you did a good job. Like, I can't believe... It's so bonkers to me that they would create, like, weird currency and stuff to do this as opposed to just, like, And I think that that's how, like, the, hard it works cash. in Japan on their version of the app. Uh-huh. But that's something that is, like, you, you gotta, like, look at the market. Americans are not fucking doing that. <laughs> like, no, like, we aren't like that, you know? We all have different things that we appreciate as a culture, the way that we, every, like, we're obsessed with subscription services as a culture. So they just, they, they missed it. They missed it real bad. What a bummer, man. Because uh, it seems like such an easy layup. Like, even, like, the the idea that it's only two dollars a month is still crazy to me because like how how could they be paying people for anything like that i don't idea, even know dude the, the, the it has to cost more to run that service than two bucks a month for every user and, i would think. right there must be more caveats that i haven't <laughs> noticed yet because the current series that i'm reading is just all on there for free um i know you can buy full, vo- full volumes of the manga on here like digitally um but yeah, I don't know. I haven't noticed any downsides yet. I'm having a great old time. And this baseball manga, let me tell you, it is really fucking good. You li- you're digging it, huh? <laughs> I'm so into it. I have not really read any sports stuff. But like, it does the thing which I have realized over time I used to hate and then grew to love again. Where in like any martial arts manga where they're like giving the play-by-play of like what is happening. Like, oh, like 
describing Goku's like combat technique, but it's just the dudes on the sideline watching it and just being like, hmm, no, he, he still has one more trick up his sleeve and just all those like tropey shit. They're doing all that same stuff, but it's baseball. And I'm just like, that's it. I just I just love this formula, I guess. Now you know how uh, Ted Lasso people are or why, why they're so addicted to Ted Lasso. <laughs> same vibe of just like fish yeah. out of water, like but it's describing a thing that seems kind of fun. Like Dude, watching like experts like understand something better yeah. than you ever could. Even it just it's it's silly, but it's just like, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I'm. <laughs> that <laughs> 100% into that dude like yeah. just having somebody explain something smartly in a way that you can like know <laughs> for good is so yeah. is so yeah. much fun like I, I I kind of get frustrated at uh, watching real baseball sometimes because uh-huh. real baseball commentators are catered to like obviously catered to baseball fans and they get yeah. real real technical with some of the terms and things and like you just it'll just lose you if you're just a, a casual like myself mm-hmm. uh, and it can be it can be kind of frustrating sometimes um, there we watch this well he doesn't really do anything anymore but um, there's a there's a soccer commentator a football commentator called Ray Hudson. And this dude has some of the most like over the top florid language that you've ever heard in your life. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't understand how he can like make these comments about the game. And it, but it's just so entertaining. On the fly you, too, right? Oh, yeah, just making the shit up as he goes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's incredible. Like, it's just amazing. And he followed me back on Twitter, which was pretty cool. I don't know why, but he followed me back well, he on was Twitter. Just, he just, you know, real recognizes real. <laughs> I mean, he, has, he loves Supernatural. Yeah, he's one of those people that has like you know a hundred thousand followers, and they follow a hundred thousand people. So I'm sure it's just right, an right, automatic right. follow back, but still, like it's, it was just very cool. Like, oh hey, cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I uh, um, I finished Jedi Survivor this week. Yeah, what'd you think? I know you had so we were talking, and you had some frustration because you were kind of powering through. But taking a step back from that, what what'd you think? Um, I think that I like most of that game. Uh, yeah. I I feel like the my my main bug with that game is just the several instances, especially kind of towards the end game, where they're like, oh, you're in a spot. Um, here's some enemies. You kill the enemies. Oh, here's a second wave of enemies that are slightly harder. Mm-hmm. And that goes on through like four or five waves. And I don't know. I didn't I didn't do a lot of exploring because I was I was, was trying to rush it because tomorrow is, is the big day. Tomorrow is Zelda. So I just kind of wanted to be done with this so I could, I could move on to mm-hmm. Zelda. And um, so maybe there was like more stems that I could find to make those encounters easier. Maybe I could have more skill points to make mm-hmm. to get different skills to make those encounters easier. I was real stubborn about not changing stances, and maybe that like that's on me. Like, I, I what did you end up sticking with? You had the double bladed lightsaber, yeah, right? Double bladed lightsaber and the uh, blaster. <clears throat> gotcha. But I, I barely used the blaster. Like, I just for some reason it was just. I just never kind of got into the rhythm of it. Like I always wanted to have my my double blade with me at all times. That's the thing, especially with Star Wars. That's the one thing where you're like, no, this is like my stance. This is my saber. Like, yeah, this is the like, way is that it, I am. This is my lightsaber. Yeah. And I was actually, even though you know I love a big sword, but I was actually sort of reluctant to switch to the cross guard stance because as as boring as it is, I just love the standard like single saber yeah. combat style. Like I've always like you know that's what you see in the movies and that's cool. Um, but I, when I switched to the cross guard thing, I think what helped me in a lot of the encounters was f- switching to like a d- defensive mode. Essentially, you can block so much more with that. So I'd be like really in the thick of it, getting beat up by these waves of enemies. But I could kind of just turtle for a second, and I could defend myself, roll out of da- uh, out of the way, and then come back with a big swipe and like take down two guys in one hit or something. Um, yeah. It's a very powerful weapon, and it has very high defense. The only issue is how unbelievably slow it is. So I had to to learn and adapt. I think that if I had run into 
a lot of game overs that I would have probably a very different opinion of some of that stuff. <laughs> and I wonder if maybe just for like, we both sort of rushed it because we were both trying to get it done for Zelda. And last mm-hmm. week I did play more of it cause I had some days off, but I just felt like, Oh great. Like I can finish this like this week and that'll be great. Um, and I did, but I wonder if maybe some of the stuff that, that I struggled with, I would have had a better time with yeah. if I had just taken a day off taking a step back like that's what i did with sekiro when i had a mental health collapse um, <laughs> it was Poor well let God. me take i took a week off and then i came back and i was it felt like a whole new game and i was like i was so much better at it it's like the muscle memory sank in a little but when you start driving yourself forward that's when you're like start making mistakes start just being like fuck i just want to fucking get through this you know there were just a bunch of times um and this was something i actually didn't like about sekiro uh where like so you're dealing with multiple dudes uh mm. some of which are melee some of which are ranged uh they the melee guys are all attacking you and on a one-on-one like it, they have very clear patterns you're parrying a hit sometimes you're parrying multiple hits in a row to break their stamina and then you can you can counter attack um when you when you join like multiple melee enemies you start parrying a lot more and you don't have the opportunity to attack and then if you combine that with like five or six dudes shooting either blasters or god fucking Mm -hmm. help you rockets at you then you can you can literally like there were times where uh i would be parrying like three melee enemies one of them would decide to do a grab attack which you can't parry so i would get grabbed like thrown to the ground and then somebody is like fired a rocket at me and while i'm on the ground i get hit by the rocket and i'm just watching Mm -hmm. my health just drain and it was just really really frustrating and i kept thinking like they wouldn't have made these encounters if they didn't think that they were giving you the toolkit to to to, to be able to like fight them i must be missing something and uh, towards the end i finally not finally but uh i had been ignoring my telekinesis upgrades and the skills. Oh yeah. And uh, finding out that there was the ability to um, R one triangle to lift a group of enemies up, and then R one mm-hmm. I think X to or maybe yeah X. Yeah, you uh, slam them back s- down. Slam them back down, and then in some cases for harder enemies that gives you an instant kill opportunity. So you can just mm-hmm. walk over and you just stab your lightsaber in their in their chest and they're dead, like without having mm-hmm. to go through all of that parrying and counterattack business. That helped a lot. Uh, but it was still really, really frustrating. I've really enjoyed like pretty much everything else, though, like the the running around, the exploring, the uh, the one v one combat. Just like I said, the last episode was was really good. I, I saw a lot of people uh, say that the they really hated the last boss uh, because it was so difficult, and huh. I you know it took me like four tries, which I feel like is pretty good on a like a normal difficulty level. Yeah. Um, the frustrating thing I think is like. You should just have checkpoints in video games. Like you don't have to be I Dark think, Souls. I think we should have checkpoints in. in you should have like, checkpoints yeah. in video games. Like I, I don't. Like there's no reason to. Every video game through the PS2 era had just had checkpoints, and it was fine. Nobody, nobody got mad about it. Uh, but the the now like everybody wants to be Dark Souls, and we we every time you die, you start at the, you know, quote unquote bonfire, and then like for several boss fights there was like not a lengthy but like just long enough run to like to get you irritated like why am i having to do this <laughs> grudge work and then sometimes it was kind of stupid too like I, you, like you would i hate to say stupid but like there was like a time there was a there's a pretty major boss fight towards the end of the game that i don't want to spoil here uh but i died to him and then i ran up and like you just jump in the pit and start fighting it. Like in the, in the first time through, like you get this like cut scene and it like all makes yeah. like sense. And like, it's, but then Did like, you have this thing. So I think I know what boss fight you're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, where you rise up from the, from the bonfire, you, 
your lightsaber comes out. And this is what happened to me. Maybe we're talking about different things, but in this particular instance, lightsaber would come out automatically, just like as I stood up, lightsaber mm-hmm. came out. And then I would sprint forward. But the sprint section, this part that I had to run through, was just lo- a little bit longer than my lightsaber would stay on for outside of combat. So every time, right before I reached the boss, the lightsaber would go away. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Keep it out. We're about to fight. We're going to fight, guys. <laughs> Yeah, um, but overall, I, I really, really liked it. I think if um, if Zelda wasn't coming out tomorrow, I feel like this I would probably have not rushed it. Number one, like I would be spending time because I unlock the thing that like shows you all the chests on the maps and shows yeah. you all the un- and like I think that the Jedi temples in there are really cool, where you like force you to solve puzzles and do like acrobatic tricks. I think all that stuff was cool. Mm-hmm. The f- force tears were really interesting. Like every one that I did was really it's just showing off like okay hey we've made this engine like let's get a little crazy with it like who cares mm-hmm. and it was just really fun overall I'd... but yeah zelda's out tomorrow so if zelda wasn't out tomorrow and i but i think what i'll do is the next time that i am really into star wars which you know i go through at least once a year sure i spend like a solid month and a half just obsessed with star wars um and that, that's when i'll come back and and start playing around again because it's such a good lightsaber game uh it's like it's like what I always wanted Kotor to be back in the day. Absolutely, it's just yeah. Yeah. you know the lightsabers feel good and uh, the force powers feel good as well. Yeah, um, finding out that you can, uh, you and I were texting about this. You can grab rockets with your, with your telekinesis. Okay, um, I was thinking that's probably the one way to to fight them back. Also, uh, I meant to say this a minute ago. There's a perk for the or an upgrade for the uh, cross guard sword, the big one, where when you deflect a uh, blaster shot like doubles in size on its way back to the enemy. Like, it, like the energy from your lightsaber goes off in the blaster thing. So it doesn't just send back a single bolt. It sends back like an explosion. Awesome. That that's helped with crowd cool. control a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. I will say too, uh, and if you're, if you're, if you're listening and you care about like new game plus stuff, like if you want that to be a surprise, then skip ahead and we'll probably just like, this will probably be the end of the podcast anyway, because we're about to mm-hmm. talk about Merlin. But did you, uh, after the credits, did you wait to see like how new game plus stuff was handled? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think it's really cool. So they give you, like, perks, and uh, one of the perks um, makes you, like, do and I think take way more damage, which is always, like, really fun, like a really fun way to play these games, mm-hmm. I think. And one of the perks uh, replaces combat encounters with harder enemies, which is a great way to be, like... I want this game to be remixed a little bit um, mm-hmm. and just like, I want to, but, but like, it's also optional. Like I'm not, I don't have to like, just because I go into new game plus doesn't mean that there's five rancors in the first area or whatever. Um, and then the third one was every time you die, or I think every time you load, or maybe every time you die, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just randomizes your outfit, which is super cool. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and I thought I that, that was, that was really awesome. Did you, did this you, is the kind of, go ahead. What's up? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Did you uh, stick with dirtbag Cal the entire game? Pretty much so, but I, I ended up like I said I had I had the longer hair like the like I called it the Sam Winchester hair, mm-hmm. um, and I get and I had him in a beard, basically for for most of it. I didn't do like I didn't stick with the mullet or the handlebar or anything, um, but I had him. I had like he kind of looked like he was probably a terrorist. Like that's you know like like either he works at Barnes and Noble or he's an insurgent <laughs> fighting against the Empire. Um, I found one the, or the uh, other, and I always dressed him dressed him like a dirtbag. He's always in a, like a dirty jacket or like a ripped scarf. I, you know, you get some kind of like Jedi robes and stuff, but I, I was like, he can't wear this. Can't it doesn't yeah, look yeah, right. Yeah. On. I don't like the Jedi robes at all. Uh, but I did end up with the bomber jacket, which I thought was pretty cool. 
Uh, I was a big fan of the bomber jacket. And if you look at the picture I just sent you, I didn't even mean to do this, but I accidentally color coordinated with my girlfriend. <laughs> and so oh, hell yeah. we, we rolled into the, great. We rolled into the <laughs> final boss fight like a like couple's outfit You're style. You're just in her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rad, dude. <laughs> you guys look great. Um, so with, uh, maybe without spoiling it, final thing. Did you like the story? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was really, yeah. really good. Um, I kind of got lost towards the end, and I think mm. that the like the main boss's motivation gets a little muddled uh, towards the end. Uh, but uh, overall, like I found myself like really interested in like what they were doing, and like you know, because it's really difficult with Star Wars nowadays to create big dramatic storylines uh, when you're not like you know when you have to work within the lines of all of the other like plots or whatever like mm-hmm. in the in the last i feel like this like tantalor this place that exists kind of like outside the galaxy it's like hidden somewhere i feel like that's like a get out of jail free card for like we can do whatever we fucking want screw yeah, canon absolutely because like, mm-hmm. you know luke skywalker doesn't know what's going on over here <laughs> well and that's you know i think everybody's in star wars fandoms are asking those questions about like the mandalorian and all of these other star wars movies that are getting announced because like where is X person while like where is yeah. baby Yoda? <laughs> in, Especially since it used the to be there was yeah. or one in, or I'm sorry, two Jedi survived Order 66 Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda. That was it, that was final. Oh, and then so Luke many, and Leia, so and many now, more. now there's that's it, <laughs> so many more, man. Like, so many, it's changed. Um, um I can think I of like 15 Jedi, that right? There's so, like, many so many people many. now. Yeah. Um, and I would not be surprised if Cal showed up in a live action thing especially given the fact that the actor is just he just it's the character they look exactly the same there's no like crazy makeup or or like effects that they would have to do it's not even like like troy baker and and joel in the last of us it's like they don't look alike um like no cal looks like his actor whose name i can't remember right now so i wouldn't be 100 percent shocked to to see him show up in in a, in a Mandalorian or something. I don't know if the timelines would work out, but um, yeah, I don't there, think this would. is all happening. I think pretty concurrently. So um, yeah. our our friend who who what gift who what worked on the game um, I, that gifted us the the codes to play it uh, said I think it was like twenty years after um, episode three. So it's yeah. it's taking so place it's, around the same time as the Mandalorian and all the all the Disney Plus stuff right now. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's around the same time as the Obi Wan series, which I can't remember. Although you, you know, watched. okay, so that so. would be I think Mandalorian is is post Return of the Jedi, and um, oh, so this is right, right before a New Hope. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, you're right. So this is before Mandalorian. It's, it's or from, maybe about 15 years before a New Hope. Oh, I guess a lot of time has passed. Yeah. Because there's because people but. show up in, in the Mandalorian and it's very clear where where that Ahsoka is. she's around right Ahsoka's around yeah she she has shown up in the Mandalorian like she's yeah she she right. is and and the the preview for that series um, shows off a bunch of like live action re- rebel characters uh, which is which is very cool so if you know go watch Rebels everybody because that's a show it yep. show rules yeah. Uh, speaking of rebels okay. let's talk about Merlin because we're let's forty minutes into a fucking Star Wars yep. conversation. I do this every time, but I always think, what if we did Star Wars as a Patreon? What if we did let's Star- fucking get through the let's get through Lord of the Rings first. Let's get first, through Lord huh? of the Rings first, and then I would definitely do a Star Wars. Well, we did what did we do? We did with Brian, we did Rise of the Skywalker. Um Yeah, but that was just us basically making fun of that new movie. Yeah. Um it would be very cool to just go through everything. Like we talked about how like, oh, we'll just talk about an episode without really like taking play by play notes. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. we watched five episodes of the Clone Wars, let's just digest it, you know, yeah. something like that. I don't know. Just you know, just food for thought. Well let's let's ease up on Clone Wars. It was like yeah. <laughs> you just terrified me. I was oh. like, let's watch the movies. That's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Berlin, 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 Berlin. I'm begging of you, please don't tip my king. 
And I can easily understand But keep your 